Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK Basketball Postgame Show on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Coverage of Wildcats basketball is also presented by Ale 81, Kentucky's original ginger soft drink since 1926. Kelly, Kentucky, the employment solution expert. Kellyjobs.com. UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobsky.com. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors. Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. Genesis. Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats. BJ Heating and Cooling, call the experts you can trust. BJHeatCool.com. Sonatrol Security, the number one rated security company in Louisville. Sonatrolky.com and Kroger, fresh for everyone. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Gandolfo, Jason Entz, and Zach Cantrell. All right, welcome into the UK uh, basketball uh, postgame show presented by Kentucky Fish and Wildlife. Kentucky gets the win. I'm not really sure exactly how after having eight points at the under eight timeout in the first half. Ends up winning by six. They were favored by six and a half, so we just we got the whole bad beats thing going on there with, you know, Ince is actually here today. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this, he's our, our gambling savant. Uh, Zach I is didn't bet there. on this game, thankfully. <laughs> Luckily. And I think, uh, you know, Kentucky was a six and a half point favorite. They were up by ten. And, uh, you know, Reed misses a shot, and then they get the and one at the end of the game, and that, that makes it a six-point game and a, a just craziness right there. So, bad beats all around on that one for sure. Uh, Ince, you were not here after the debacle that was Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, we kind of mentioned on the, on the show that, okay, this seemed to me like it was, even though we know that South Carolina is kind of the Virginia of – of SEC basketball, right? They want to slow it down and, and the pace, and they're pretty good defensively. But it seemed like South Carolina laid out the game plan of, you know, of how to frustrate Kentucky and were we going to see other teams follow suit. This game gave me some fear because South Carolina, South Carolina might be a good defensive team, and in both places are hostile environments. Arkansas is just flat out a terrible. I mean, they're not – they're not good. And if Cal comes on today and say, hey, we always get everyone's best shot and we're everyone's Super Bowl, Arkansas didn't play well. 
I mean, that was not a, a team that just went out there and played well. I mean, that's how bad I think Kentucky was tonight. Now, to their credit, and to what and you said, I'm actually I won't even steal you. Well, you. To their credit, they didn't quit and they didn't panic. Um, look, I'm. Not, this is a weird one because I don't think Kentucky played that badly. I just think they shot horribly. They had plenty of good looks, especially in the first half. They just weren't hitting them. There were a lot of shots, especially the the threes that were off the back rim. There were a lot of drives to the lane where early on Arkansas got kind of physical, and this team doesn't seem to handle physicality very well. And they were short-arming a lot of shots when they got into the lane, or they were putting up too much juice on them. They were hitting off the back of the rim. I th- usually, and, and you, you know, you've been a coach before. That's usually a sign of a team being too amped up, and being in an environment like that, it's understandable. Coming off the game, maybe trying to do too much, maybe having too much energy, just clanging everything off the back of the rim. If they hit. You know, they shot, what, 30% in the first half? It was 20, like 29. Both yeah. teams shot 29. You shoot yeah. 40%, you win this game easily. Yep. They, and they weren't turning the ball, ball over, which is for me was the biggest sign that they weren't panicking. You only had, I think, th- two, three turnovers in the first half, nine total for the game. You weren't taking horrible shots. But we've now seen a couple games in a row, if Reeves isn't making his shots – this offense struggles. Mm-hmm. And part of me wonders if with a young team like this, when they see Reeves not doing well, I wonder if it puts a little bit more stress on them and tries to make them maybe do a bit too much or feel like they have to go out and do something. You also... look you didn't have Rob Dillingham. Didn't have Dillingham, which having that energy coming off the bench, because you saw in the second half, Reed, he, he, had a, he had a poor first half. He had a great second half, though. Yeah. The other... You had him. You didn't have that energy. But the other thing, too, Kentucky in the second half was more aggressive when they went to the lane. And and even the final eight minutes of the first half, they were more aggressive. They were seeking out contact. They were trying to finish through contact. There are a lot of things this team needs to clean up. But the fact that they didn't fold, the fact that they didn't panic, this could have been a really bad loss because Arkansas is not a good team. No. They're, they've got to play much better than this, though, because – this is becoming a worrying trend going away from home and not making shots and getting in double-digit deficits. It happened here. It happened against Florida. And obviously, we saw what happened Tuesday night against South Carolina. Well, it happened at A&M, too. Yeah. yeah. And I think at the, uh, what, I, what I noticed from your point is I think a lot of their stuff is not from being too amped up. Um, I thought a lot of it was from really kind of being indecisive of how they wanted to finish. Yeah. And so they just do not – this team, you know, they're, they're wearing the 93 throwback uh, road unis of that for that Final Four team that uh, Jamal Mashburn led after, you know, the year after we lost to Duke. That makes me feel so old. <laughs> Hearing that those that the are 30 year, years old, yeah. I'm like, come and on. And I was born in 93. And, of course, Arkansas – You shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> Arkansas is celebrating their, their anniversary of winning the title in, in uh, 94, which that Arkansas team was – so much fun to watch, uh, but that that rivalry back then, that Arkansas Kentucky rivalry, we talked about it a little bit actually last year. I mean, that was that was so freaking awesome. Um, Do you know how many players Corliss Williamson scored tonight? How many players from Kentucky scored yeah, tonight? Final, we said at one point in the first half it was four. Four, players. four. What they had for that in the first half, they ended up with six. Six. six and six one guys. of them, and uh, the arrow had one point. So and I it, guess and no Bradshaw, really no Bradshaw, no Edwards, no Edwards, no Big Z. Edwards again took one shot. 
Um, Edwards, Big Z didn't take a shot. Well, that's because Edwards thought he was playing football. He's out there catching passes and yeah, running. Stoops, if he comes back, Stoops should, Stoops should go after that. Looks like it yeah. catches the ball at midcourt and looks like a tight end and caught a five-yard crossing route, just takes off. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? But, he has better hands than the Kentucky receiver did this year, I'll tell you that. Uh, Fair. Not what I saw though is like if Mashburn was playing with those guys and saw those guys in those uniforms, I think he would have kicked every single one of their tails because they just don't they don't go after it, you know. They don't panic, they don't get too high, they don't get low, but they don't they like just don't ever play angry. They don't play with and, and maybe that's a good thing sometimes, and maybe but there's times when you got to just attack the rim, right? And we've talked about that several times. And I, I've, I just get the feeling that, that was more indic- uh, indicative of that. And especially since we see a layup number, nine for 26 on layups, right? Um, this is an Arkansas team that's given up like 40 points a game in the paint. Yeah. And Kentucky should have been able to live all day in the paint. You're telling me that you're holding a team to 57 points. I thought Kentucky would have won this game by like 30. Because yeah. if this is now back-to-back games. That offense has not shot the ball well. They've scored 62 and 63 points in their last two road games. That's a concerning trend, especially when you've got you know Florida, kind of a rematch game on Wednesday, and then Tennessee. That's the game we're going to find out a whole lot about this team next Saturday. Well, we're not going to play too many teams that with the worst defense in Arkansas. No. The rest of the way. And I'm look, I'm starting to wonder if there's something to this team – having issues with sight lines in terms of their three-point shooting because Reeves' worst shooting games have mostly come either on the road or on neutral court. Against North Carolina, he was um, 2 of 9 from the floor, 9 of 20 tonight, 6 of 18 against South Carolina, 7 of 15, did hit 5 of 10, but that was the overtime game against Texas A&M, 2 of 7 from downtown against Florida. It concerns me because you're not going to be playing at home in the tournament. Nope. They've done well on neutral courts. They've had real issues on the road. Now, to their credit, they did the same thing they did against Florida. They had a 10-minute stretch in the first half against Arkansas, and they had a 10-minute stretch against Florida where they locked them down. They were playing high-energy defense. They gave up a couple looks, but for the most part, they were crashing the glass. They were playing high-energy defense. They weren't making mistakes like they usually do on the defensive end. The problem is they can't do it for 40 minutes. Yeah, but you and the, I are going to disagree on that one. So really? I, just think, I just think Arkansas was that bad. I think both things are true. They, I think weren't, getting, they weren't getting the looks that Kentucky typically gives up. Now, if that's partly because they don't generate those looks, I, I can get that. Yeah, yeah. I, think that's what it, I think that's what comes out. I mean, listen, we know we've been watching LLs play for a long time. The dude is going to take the like craziest playing at the park shot possible. Or try to throw it through a through a uh, yeah. hedge screen and right. not get it there. I mean, he's 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 not a good basketball player, right? I mean, he's not great. So, is he better than what U of L has this year, though? Yes. Well, I mean, that tells you just how bad the talent is at Louisville. Outside of Hundley Hatfield, you know. yes. So, uh, all right, we haven't even given out the phone number yet. If you want to call, this is your all show two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. And of course, you can always join in on the text line four three seven nine six eighty. Um, and uh, we're going to go that right now because, you know, we got my man Joe. Joe's there. Joe? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, what, thank you all. What you think? Uh, a very nice half-court basketball game, except when we turned them over. Isn't it beautiful when Reed and Reeves and a few other ones can get the – can turn them over and go in for those layups? It sure improves your field goal percentage. I know we're 9 out of 26 on layups. 
But I'm talking about the layups where, you know, they get the steal, they go down, nobody within 10 yards of them, and we uh, obviously can put the ball in the basket then. Our, our nine for 26, four of them came on about one footer. Set With the arrow. arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God love him. I mean, I, he just short-armed every one of them, but uh, gave, gave him an A for effort anyway. Uh, Half-court basketball, I hate it, and Calipari loves it. Uh, hopefully we can get back uh, Wednesday against Florida in Lexington and get back to the full court game. But that means, again, getting some open open uh, court turnovers and getting layups. And I, for the love of God, uh, just quit giving them those open threes. When when uh, late in the game, Shepard w- went down a dig, tried to help the centers. He left the boy rock wide open on uh, Arkansas's uh, sideline right there in front of their bench. I about cried. I said, don't do it, Reed. But Reed had to do it. Now, is that Cal Perry telling him to do it or Reed making a mistake by going down and digging and leaving the three-point shooter? I'll let you all figure that out. Well, even even if he's going to dig, like my big thing is just where their hands are in the first place because they've got to recover and then get their hands in position. And that's that's generally what gets them is that their hands are coming into the play late. You know, if if the shooter, if a Division I shooter can see the basket, they got a pretty good shot of making it. And they're – you putting your hands up at the last second doesn't stop them from being able to see what they're going to see. My bigger question is, you know, you brought up the question, the point here, Joe, that Cal loves a half court. Is he trying to, is he trying to force this team to play half court? Because he knows that they're probably going to have to be able to do it in order to survive a, a game in the tournament. Or is it just, is he trying to? Because you know, we're not. We're not running the way we used to run. We uh, we got we saw a little bit of it. Take twelve fast break, fast break points over this team. But it's part of that too that he's putting more of an emphasis on trying to keep them from getting offensive rebounds. Because we seem to be crashing the glass a bit more with the guards than we were at the beginning of the season. You could I, there's a both and there though. There's a both and there. He tried it against Notre Dame in 2015, 62-60. We pulled that game out because Carl Anthony Towns just had a, a tremendous game two feet from the basket against the Irish. The Irish had a chance to, to end our beautiful uh, season that year with a three-pointer that didn't go. And he played the same thing against Wisconsin, half-court basketball. The man, he's just not a very good half-court basketball coach. That's my answer to Cal Perry trying to play half-court basketball. He just isn't very good coaching it. Thanks a lot, Joe. All right, Joe. We'll talk to you uh, in a couple days. All right. My- and and I, don't, I don't know that I fully agree with that because, again, there have been games this season where we've done just fine in the half-court. It's a question of do they make the shots? If they make the shot, it's a great half-court offense. If they don't, then it looks awful. We had open looks. We had open looks in the lane that we weren't finishing. We had open looks from three that we weren't finishing. If those go in, are we sitting here saying, well, they looked awful in the half court? No. I would but when actually, you shoot 30%, it doesn't matter if you're running full court or half court, it's going to look bad. I would say, though, that they looked better in the half court when it was being set up by their transition game. Yeah. And that's what they're not – they're just not getting that the same way that they were getting it before. But I also think that's partly because you're now in conference play. One, you're playing teams that have better athletes than a lot of the teams that you're playing. Two, teams have figured out, look, we can't run with Kentucky. You gotta get back. That was the biggest thing. North Carolina tried to run with us. They couldn't do it. Miami tried to run with us. They couldn't do it. Teams that continue to try to run with this team eventually wear down because Kentucky can throw bodies out there any team can throw bodies out there, but Kentucky can throw bodies that can score points. And that's the difference. You have 10 guys that can come in and can go score. The other teams don't necessarily have that kind of depth. All right, let's ask. Let's just ask this one simple question before we get to Steve, who's on the line waiting for us. Uh, again, the text line is open, so if you want to join in, 
387 9680 437 437 sorry 437 437 9680 we're giving out six digit phone numbers here 437 9680 um my big take on this though is here's just the one simple question is this team getting better i mean i don't know because i think i think the road the road issues make it difficult to tell if they're getting better or not. You you can't you don't have anything to compare it to because they have not performed well on the road in any of these games. No, you, look, the Louisville game was not a road game, and I don't even they didn't play as well as they could have played in the no. Louisville game. The Louisville game was not a road game. They didn't play particularly well, but this is three straight conference road games where four straight where you've struggled. You've been able to pull out a win in two of them. But we haven't seen the, – the difference between them playing at home in a neutral court and them playing away is night and day. So, do you so think right we'll, now, I can't say whether they're getting better because they're too complete – they're Jekyll and Hyde when they're playing at home and when they're playing on the road. So will we be able to answer that question if they come back home next week against Tennessee and look great? Or Florida on – Are we just going to say chalk that up to, well, it's at home and you know, Kentucky – And, that's, and that's, that's the tricky part of answering this question, for me at least. Yeah. I do give them credit, though, for finding a way to win and toughening out in the second half. And they, you know, Reed Shepard had a great half. They did better on the defensive end. They were able to crash the glass. Look, you can't poo-poo road wins in the SEC. They managed to find a way to win. I know Arkansas is not great, but they've had these kind of games before that they didn't win. Texas A&M, South Carolina, they were able to win this time. But I think there's a fair balance between giving them credit for that, but also the road struggles are real, and they've got to figure this out quick. What what worries me is the fact that South Carolina beat them at Arkansas by 13. Yeah. Texas A&M lost to them, which shocks me. But Auburn went in there, and Auburn dominated. You know, beat the crap out of them. Auburn lost to Mississippi State today. Arkansas trailed the entire 40 minutes each of the last two games before this one. This is a bad team. I mean, this They're Arkansas team is a bad. Yeah. They lost at home bad, by six to UNC Greensboro. It's a bad team. Although I, mean, I guess I'm, we can't I'm really sure talk because we lost to a UNC director. I can't imagine there's City a Louisville fan well. out there that really wants Musselman as, a, as the coach. I can't. I, I can't imagine that. that. No. All right, let's go to Steve real quick, and then we'll read some texts. Steve, you're on the line. What's going on today, bud? How you doing, gentlemen? Well, we're doing okay. I mean, we got the win, right? I mean, that's we got to focus we there. The win. We we got the win. So what we're hoping is that this is uh, the, these tough challenges will make us better. See, it's not just are they are they better in one game. The question is, are they progressing better? So there were some things I saw that I liked. Which one is Onyenso, who can who can rebound, he can block out. I think Cal's got to teach Big Z to block out because. Big Z can't block out, oh. and if he can't block out in a game like this, Cal's not going to play him. Can't play him. And that's yeah. probably why he didn't. But Onyenzo is a five-block-a-game, any-game guy, but he's got a lot of drawbacks. <laughs> he's got a lot of offensive drawbacks. I will say I was excited tonight to see uh, Antonio Reeves doing what Antonio Reeves did, which he he's the guy the game matters. I turned the game on. We're down by double digits, and he's not on the court. Cal puts him back on the court. We start gaining momentum. We finally have a dude on the court that can score. And, you know, and it's, I mean, it took the whole game to get the win. But understand, tonight was a Reeves thing. He went after rebounds. He's our best offensive player. He's got to be out there. Now, the question is okay, we got Dillingham on the bench tonight. Where does Rob Dillingham fit in this team? Is he the Vinny Microwave Johnson and that's all he can be? Or 
we had some problems tonight with who our point guard was at times. And you noticed at the end of the game, it was Reed Shepard in more of a slowdown game because DJ wasn't, you know, he drove to the basket again and got a shot blocked a couple times. And that happens when he's playing good defenders. So can Rob Dillingham come off the bench and contribute, but also be a part of the offense? Because I think that's the one thing he's missing. He's a great player, a potentially very good NBA player, maybe the best NBA player on this team, but he's also got to belong in the offense. So tonight I saw some guys who don't belong in the offense, Edwards, <laughs> and I saw some guys that look like, well, maybe they do. Reed Shepard found a spot tonight as a point guard in the second half. He made a couple shots. He led the offense. We're going to need that because you got to have one more than one point anyway, you know, because foul trouble and things like that. So I think what matters, again, is who we are by the end of February, not who we are by the end of January, even though I wish we were what we should be by now, but we're not. So the question is, can they continue to get better and figure out how the team meshes together? Because it's not quite meshed yet. We've got three players that didn't play almost half the season, you know, so we got to figure that out. Well, we still haven't had everybody for a game. We still have not had everybody play yeah. one game yet, you know. And that, right. so that's all good points right there, Steve. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Uh, we'll get you in a, a couple of days. Uh, and he brings up – talk, he talked about a lot of players. Uh, Edwards tonight, by the way, only got nine minutes, and really that's more than he probably deserved. That should just about do it for Edwards as far as playing regular minutes is concerned. Because when you're not shooting and you're not doing anything else special on either end of the floor – What's the point of being out there? And I well, think we talked about trimming minutes, and now we're starting to see Edwards starting to get taken out of the rotation. When he has the turnover that he has, like we can all joke about it, the turnover in the first half when he catches it and starts to run with it and forgets he has to dribble. <laughs> that just tells you how far in his own head he is. Like I think, and you tell me what you think, Gens, It's everything with him is 100% mental. He's like almost like he's got the yips. I I don't know that it's that he's a hundred percent that it's all mental. My thing with him is I don't know what he does well, and I think somebody mentioned that earlier this week on on Strebel's show that you you look you watch him play. What does he do well? And I think that's the biggest thing for him is that there's not anything that he can say. Okay, well I do this well, so let me focus on that, and and the rest of my game will come to me. So he's not doing well at anything on the court. So when he gets out there, he doesn't have anything that he can rely on and point to and say, well, I'm doing that. You know, Reed hits threes and and gets steals and and can distribute the ball. Well, if he's struggling other things, he can do one or two of those things. Reeves can hit threes and he can drive the lane. Well, if he's not hitting threes and he can drive the lane. Edwards doesn't do anything. He's not an energy guy. I think he doesn't shoot the ball well. He doesn't drive the ball well. He doesn't defend well. So when he's out there, he's a liability in almost every sure. single aspect. And that part does get to him mentally because he makes mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. But that's also on Cal. Mm-hmm. If you're putting him out there, you can't just put him out there to be a body out there. You have to tell him, go focus on this or go do this. Because otherwise, you're just putting him in a position to fail. Yeah. And, and, and for me, out of it's like, you're hey, playing I just five need on you this. four. And Cal like, has, Go give me five rebounds tonight. Yeah. yeah. And Cal has, has had guys like that in the past where five games into the season, he's like, well, I can't play that guy. He, he can't, he's not giving us anything. He's not doing that with Edwards, and, and I don't understand why. I don't understand the sudden shift. I'm, I don't want him to do that to players. I'm trying to understand what changed 
Is is Cal like you know a nicer Cal? Is he try? Does he have promises that he's made to the kid? What's the reasoning that he's continuing to put him on the floor and let him work through mistakes but not improve? Whereas in the past, he'd immediately pull a guy after one mistake and he'd never see the floor again. Well, it's because when you're dealing with a guy who's either number one or number two player in the class and you want that next number one or number two player in the class, you know. But at some point, that's got to stop. I, I, I don't disagree with you. Because he's hurting this team. He's not. He's. But I do think the reason why we haven't seen what he can do well is because he's in his own head and because he hides. And because and the fact that he hides and has the turnover and he's missing the layups, to me, all that lends itself to being in your own head. But again, that's on Cal's. Cal has paid the money he is for a reason. He's got to sit this kid down and say, look, I want you to focus on this. Like you said, get five rebounds or, you know, focus on. Um, Hold your dude under. Focus on playing good on ball defense. Yep. Give him something to work towards rather than just throwing him out there. And then he's like, well, crap, made a mistake. Crap, made another mistake. And then he gets pulled off floor and sits there for 20 minutes thinking about it. That's what he's worried about. It's like he's too afraid to make a mistake and he's forgetting to actually go out and play basketball. Yeah, I wanna, that's what it is. Yeah, I want to see him lock somebody down. I want to see him, you know, get a couple of rebounds. Like, you don't have to score 20 points to be an effective player. You don't, you don't even have to score 10 points to be an effective player. But at the same There's time, we got to start having that same conversation about Bradshaw, right? It's No, we, yeah. it's well, oh, I enjoyed time. watching Bradshaw jog down the floor watching the ball while his man's rim roaming yeah, for a alley-oop. Missing when, a dunk earlier, too. And when we heard the stuff earlier about Dillingham's body language and you see stuff like that when you're not running the floor when you know that dude can run like a freaking deer yeah uh, and, and not even looking at him no not going running rim to rim is like one of the most important big man skills there is in there, and yes. he's got to be able to do it I mean he's he can't jog uh, he brought up Reeves now <clears throat> I love the fact that Reeves got off to the terrible start one for five and in the past we would have seen that affect his entire game. He tried to shoot his way out of her from downtown. And he, to his credit, he ends the first half three for five, and then he was great in the second half. And, I mean, again, leads leads the team with points. He was five for ten in the second half, three for five, and three-point line. Every single three he hit seemed like it was huge because it was, when, you know, given where we were. 24 points, uh, four rebounds. Uh, he did have three turnovers, but he had two steals tonight, too. So uh, Reeves, I thought, was fantastic. Reed also coming back from a terrible first half and was m- maybe the best player in the second half. I think he was. No, I no. mean, he was incredible. The f- he only had a- ended up – well, they got him officially for five assists. Yeah. He probably really could have had eight or nine if, if – Guys would have hit. Guys would hit open shots. He found some yeah. open yes, dudes, man. Mitchell had a lot of open looks. He wasn't making them early. He did make them late, so he'd give him credit for that. And then there were a bunch of other open shots that just weren't hit by guys. But, look, Antonio Reed's the, the guy who makes this team go. I don't think there's any doubt about it anymore. And, uh, and then he has to have Reed or Dillingham go with him. That's right. I mean, I think that's – is what we're seeing. Like one of those two dudes has got to go with him. You need at least two of those three to step up. Preferably, you need, if you get all three of them, you're in pretty good shape. And then Trey Mitchell with the double double tonight with the 11 rebounds, 10 points. But we, the big thing for us was we're like, dude, we need you to start shooting that three again. When he hits that three ends, it opens up the entire floor, and he ends up hitting the threes late. That really, to me, just changed. He hit the two threes in the second half. That really just. Again, it, it just opens up the floor and it allows them to be a better half-court team. Yeah, so. and, and talking about the rebounds, that was something I wanted to bring up. This Arkansas team coming into the game, let me pull it up here because I was looking at it. They came into the game ranked 300th in the country in offensive rebound rate. And Kentucky allows 11 offensive rebounds on 40 missed shots. 
I mean, even against the teams that don't rebound the ball well offensively, they're continuing to give up offensive rebounds. But that's a twenty five percent. I mean, that's that's pretty good. But it's in a game this tight on a game on the road. It's it's the good teams in the country hold teams under twenty percent. Well, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that's not right. Metrics say the, good, met, the good teams, I, the top. Teams the metrics in the we've always gone with again on the teams that we've been through is like thirty five percent rebound rate is is kind of what that number is for offensive rebound rate. Yeah, like because you want you want to be over like if you're defensive rebound if you're above 65 percent then you're doing good if you're under 65 percent you're not and if you're on your offensive rebounds if you're you know 35 well, kentucky's giving up 28 percent and they're ranked 160th okay all right um all right let's uh let's go to the phone lines we got josh josh on the line Did you can hear me hey josh how's it going man hey man hey just a few comments about the game we did good we won great uh as far as uh a performance defense defense i actually seen defense you know that's something we have lacked it's been terrible it was it perfect no not at all but we give some some sort of defense wouldn't you guys agree it's us yeah <laughs> i mean you know, i guess you know uh, it wasn't perfect but, it wasn't but they showed perfect. more energy and they showed better technique yeah. than they have yeah. which look that bar is kind of low i'm not gonna not gonna say <laughs> that bar was really high but on. right right uh but wh- here's my thing what's what's been the changing factor you know you look at big z come into the to the atmosphere here and it's, it has it's changed it it's changed the whole thing you can't deny it i mean look at the stats but our defense has been absent the whole time but you know i look at oscar sheboy you remember when oscar sheboy come in didn't he have some stuff that held him up remember that mm-hmm. so they practiced with the team but he he missed a lot of play time with the team yeah and he, you get what I'm saying? Well, and Oscar's. Well, I mean, again, Z's not really playing right now, so I don't, I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to go that far with it. But Oscar, well, time wise, Oscar at the when he came in last year, yes, he changes the complete. And this is was my point about bringing someone like him in because you just never know how big's going to affect the flow of the offense. Right, Oscar right. completely changes or the, the way they play because he sucks the ball away from that. He clogs up the middle. And those guys were doing great offensively without him. And then yeah. they had to completely adapt and adjust to his style of play. It just was never going to – it just never worked, right? So, um, yeah. I, I, you know, we'll see what happens with Z. You know, uh, the previous caller, Steve, brought him up, and, and we talked about him rebounding. He did have two rebounds in that three minutes he played. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's right, pretty right. good. But uh, uh, Nothing negative. You know, I'm not – hey, we got to win tonight. But what I'm saying is, you know, let's give this – this team's young. It's all freshmen. It's what Cal does. But give them a little time. You know, don't hate on them yet. They're doing all right. That's, I yeah. think it's going to take some time for, you know, a little experience. Yeah. Playing these good teams, conference teams. We're gonna know in the next. Know. We're gonna know in the next six or seven games what we got. I don't think there's any Definitely. question. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right, man. Love it. All right, let's go ahead and let's get Gary. Gary's on the line. Gary, you there? Yeah. Hey, yeah. bud. Hey, uh, good fine. Listen, fellas, I'm not gonna harp when I'm say a whole lot of negative. We won. At bottom line, we got a W at Bud Walton Arena, and that's not easy. It's not easy to do. You're exactly right. I, and I don't care how good a team you got. Kentucky's had some real good teams going there and, and not win. So, uh, but here's what I wanted to say, uh, I, the, Onyenzo, guys. I think 
I don't know how you guys feel about this, but from what I watched tonight, he in the second half made a difference in that game defensively. He altered shots. He what he hit three blocks, I believe. He had two uh, blocks in the second half. Um, two blocks, but he was. But those those bigs of Arkansas were. I mean, they, he was. He had an effect on them. Yeah, uh, he had the, he the got tired. highest plus minus. He had the, the yeah, plus he had, fourteen. He was plus twelve in the second half, he and no one else was else in the second half. Yeah, nobody else was double digits. There's no question I, the team was better when he was out there. What I think is going to happen, and this is my opinion, I think he's going to have to play him more than he does Bradshaw or Z, the one because. Onyenzo doesn't get pushed around like the other two do. Uh, he, he can hold his ground a little bit better than the other two can. And, I mean, he does defend. He does rebound, you know, on block shots. Uh, and, I mean uh, – uh, Offensively, too, I think he plays within himself. Like he like tonight, he was three for four from four. Now, the and one he missed was a three-pointer, which I'm not – I don't that know one was that. A, that one was a shot clock. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, he had to – Yeah, he had, he had to shoot. That's right. But what I did like about him was he went to the basket twice and took the rim down. That's yep. what I liked about exactly him. Exactly right. That's what he needs, and that's exactly what he needs to do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking, man, he he. I think Anindo's going to play more minutes, and that's just my opinion. What I seen tonight, he made a difference in that game in the second half. And uh, I mean, you think about it, we went what three for twenty one to start the game, and we got out of there, and we got out of there with a W, guys. I mean, who would have believed that? Tell me about it. So hey, anyway, thanks it, a lot. I will say this. I do think Onyenzo is the only real true center we have. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. But he's inconsistent, and that's the that's the issue. You know, we've had games where he's he's played well like this, and then the next game he'll, he'll completely disappear. Um, Corey Price of UK Athletics, by the way, putting out – this is only the third time that – let me pull it up here. Yeah, um, Kentucky's now 3-6 and six against Arkansas at Bud Walton Arena when they trail at halftime. Huh. So this is only the third time ever that they've gotten a win when trailing at the half. By the way, this is also um, just the seventh time in the Cal era that Kentucky has won a true road game while shooting worse than 37%. So we just talked about potentially Onyenzo playing ahead of Bradshaw. Well, Calipari apparently, according to Aaron Gershon, just said Calipari said Onyenzo may start over Bradshaw going forward. Was, was that in his press conference? Apparently so. And, 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 and Mike... What would happen if we were carrying that press well, conference? Well, if we were going to carry that press conference, it would, which we're not. But when you go back and listen to it and listen how we were Arkansas Super Bowl, uh, you would have that delivered by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, whether you walk, pedal, or drive. Let's share the road safely. Share the road, Kentucky. Also, uh, Corey Price put out there's a span of 2630 in tonight's game where Kentucky outscored Arkansas 55-35. That's Which a, encompasses that's the last great, six and a half yeah. minutes of the first half and then the second half. Makes you feel better. I yeah. guess a little bit. No moral victories. This isn't Louisville. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to the text line real quick. We got a couple things here. I, you know what's frustrating right now, Zach? Why, why do we have to all of a sudden refresh to get the, the text on the Yeah, screen? I don't know. That's been a thing all week. I don't exactly know what's going on um, there. I'm going to blame it on Nick. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we, we do. I'm going to blame it on Blank because he's in here controlling the text <laughs> line that, a lot of times. All right, that's what it is. Yeah. No, it's because he's fault. blocking too many people. It's that's Louis what it fault. is. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to solid road win, big time environment, game day. Uh, uh, UNO earned some minutes. Oh, Uno uh, earned some minutes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were talking about that just now. Um, our offense has suddenly disappeared, and that's because of Cal. It's not a coincidence. We're averaging 80 to 90 points. And then the last two games, we shoot hardly any threes. DJ's driving to a crowded lane is because Cal has been screaming, drive the ball. He wants, um, he wants iso ball, not modern ball. If Cal would get out of the way and play the best players 
we could make a run. You want to respond to that? I'm not going to blame Cal because it's been two road games. I, again, this goes back to the question earlier, is this team improving? This team is so different from when they play at home to when they play on the road that it's hard to figure out if this team's regressing or if they're just regressing to the mean because they're playing away from home. And until we see how they – like if they come – like Zach said earlier, if they come home Tuesday night and they ball out or Wednesday night and they ball out, well, does that mean the team got better? Does it just mean, oh, yeah, they're back at home and they're comfortable? Yeah. This is the this is the frustrating part about this. And to that point, another fun – Corey Price is awesome. He is. Um, first time in two years, over two years, that Kentucky has scored 63 or fewer points in consecutive games. But again – With this offense, with this team offensively, that's – The South Carolina game, it felt like they quit a little bit in the yeah. second half. So they weren't running the offense the way they were. This game, again, if I go back to it, first half you shot – let me pull the exact stats up here. It was 29%, I think. First half you shoot 29% from the floor, okay? Second half you shoot 43%. If you make a couple of those layups that you just short-armed or you make a couple of those threes that were wide open and you get to 35%, you win this game by double digits. We're not talking about, oh, man, this team sucked. Oh, God, they were awful. They had the they ran the offense to get good looks. They only turned the ball over in the first half four times. That's running a good offense. You're getting open looks. They only had if if you're not forcing bad shots, which they weren't, and you're not turning the ball over, and you're not getting to where you've got to heave something up against the shot clock, which they only had to do one time in the first half, then that means you're getting good looks. It, you there are just some nights where you don't hit them. I'm gonna be in between you and the and the texture. Jason Ince is the positive one. I just want everybody to note that right now because I think he gets a lot of flack for being the negative guy. Well, I mean, it's, this team's fun to watch again. <laughs> Haven't you taken that role I, by now? You know what it is? I blame Strebel. <laughs> I blame Strebel. Strebel, Strebel. Was, Strebel was overly positive, and I had to counterbalance that. I'm, and I'm definitely not overly positive. You are not. Uh, I'm not negative. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to be just real. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Cal, Cal's at times stag, uh, stagnant offense of taking turns driving to the basket and hunting for fouls manifests scoring droughts and allowing terrible teams to hang around. We should always play five out, passing the basketball and creating driving lanes. <laughs> Um, they someone's asking how did vacate you do today? They did not do very well. Who's vacate you? I think it's Louisville. Oh, God. yeah. They did not do great. Today. No, they scored thirteen points in the first. Kenny half. Payne lost that game. All right. Kenny Payne I, did lose that game. I, <laughs> hey, Louisville won the second half by eleven. So apparently, hang the banner. Um, I think they are growing up more than more than learning. They didn't wilt in this game. I think that is the the one positive we can all agree on. They this. did they, Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah. They did wilt. They quit yeah. on Tuesday night. They they fought back tonight. This is the second time they've done this on the road. They did it at Florida. They did it here. I want to see them do that consistently. We're getting texture saying not impressed by any means. That game told us how bad Arkansas is and not how good Kentucky is. I tend to agree with that. And yeah, I can't disagree. I yeah. mean, they're a bad team. Arkansas is not good. But you, there's no such thing as a bad road win in the SEC in 2024. We need to start getting smarter and under control. He, we seem to start helter-skelter, running wild, slow it down a little bit. Now, I'm going to disagree with that. Because I do think, to your point, that we can continue to run dudes out there. And I, and I said this earlier in the year. It's like, don't be surprised that there's a lot of times that that first under-four timeout, um, or the under-16 timeout, that we're losing – uh, because we're trying, and, and the score is like twelve to ten, 
because we're trying to get teams play even faster than they want to play. And I go back to thinking just how important tempo is. And um, and I guess that's another concern of mine is with us not getting the transition offense that we've gotten all year long. The tempo is kind of starting to slow down, and I don't I don't like that. But I think Rob Dillingham not being out there did impact that because Absolutely. Rob Dillingham is the guy that drives that pace, especially the second when he comes in. Yes, you're, DJ you're not DJ wrong. DJ's fine at running running the fast break. Reed's fine at running the fast break. It goes to a whole other notch. It hits another gear when Rob is the guy bringing the ball up the court in the fast break. And he he is able to push that tempo and take over at times. He's the one guy that will go hard to the rim, whereas DJ is a little bit afraid of contact and will look to slow it up. So I think that does play a role in this. Again, the South Carolina game, they imposed their will. There was no fast break there to be had. The uh, the next text says 2010-2011 lost seven of the of their ten road games two and six in the SEC and went to the final four. I actually went to that final four. It's the only final four I went to. And I don't think I'll ever go back to a final four. Uh, Why? Just because like you know, and I was sitting like next to uh, Patrick Patterson, like he was and Richie Farmer. They were in the same general section we were. But you're just so far away, and I guess maybe because that was like quite possibly the worst final four of all time. Right, that was yeah. VCU and Butler and UConn, and um, it's another national title. Like, well, I mean, it nearly had one of the greatest endings of all time. Yeah. Uh, well, Don't we, remind me of that tournament. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> um, young teams do struggle on the road. In a who did we who did we beat in the uh, the Sweet Sixteen that year? Who was it? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Do you, Zach? Do you know? Unfortunately, I don't have that kind of memory. I remember Brandon Knight. I remember. No, I remember. That, that I, wasn't, I remember. A that guy. wasn't Brandon Knight year. Yeah, it was. yeah, well, that's 2010, yeah, 2011. Brand, yeah, it was Brandon. Knight. Yeah, because 2010, he 2010 was Wall. 2012 was the title. 2012 was the title. Yeah, Knight hit the winning lane. Yeah, yeah. remember they, they they were the number four seed. They played. I'm trying to remember who the one seed was. I I can see their colors. It was red and white and black. <laughs> oh, it was Ohio State. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Zach, how did you not know that? Oh, I, I, I did. It's, I, <laughs> I still wake up, up at night thinking about it. Who's on that team? Uh, Aaron Kraft, Jer- uh, Jared Solinger, William Buford, John Deep. I mean, we were told we had no chance. Yeah. <laughs> and then Josh Harrelson just decided that was going to be the greatest <laughs> performance of his life. And William Buford had a wide open look and went like three for eighteen. We decided to give him the last shot of the game. No, I'm, I'm glad. I didn't. I'm, I'm so. I'm over that. I'm but. glad we could relive that. That was a fun memory. Yeah, not so much. Um, the last basketball game I cried over. <laughs> you you cried? I was eighteen. Uh, I'm allowed to. Hey, I cried when we we were the best team that year. We started twenty four and zero. We should have won it that year. When Leitner hit, man, I cried. I'm not gonna. Oh, I, mean, I did too. Yeah, I was a I freshman was, high school. I was eight, I think. So. Uh, Onyenzo should be playing Division Seven. <laughs> He's a freshman. Andre Riddick, you all are nuts. Um, let's see. What's the comparison there? He's probably better than Nazi Muhammad was as a sophomore. He's better than Nick Richards was. Yeah. Although, again, that bar is like you can you can you can crawl over that bar. It's so low. <laughs> Arkansas missed a ton of open looks too. Saying if Kentucky made more shots, they win by more. Come on, Captain Obvious. Kentucky is the same team they have been all year long. So um, we're getting another person. We're watching a completely different game. Like Alabama's already got 50 points in the first half. And Arkansas this is the way Kentucky used to play. The entire game. Right. So, this is what, we're, what we're, we're used to for a while. That's right. I don't know. All right. Let's get on to it, Ince. Let's get on to our uh, UPS Jobs Top 25 Scoreboard. Shift your future at UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobs.com. You got ready to go? 
I can. Oh, I, was, I, you know. I thought we were going to do player of the game and stuff okay, like that first. Okay, we should do player of the game. Well, <laughs> you're, going, I mean, you're going out of order. You're messing me up. <laughs> you know what? Though? On the, the sheet that Phil Baker gave me, player of the game's not on there. I think that's what screws me up. Uh, so, um, it's Phil's fault, obviously. Yeah, well, Phil's great. No, yes, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. So, yeah, I'm doing Phil the show Baker, the, the miracle maker. Uh-huh, well, that's, that's right. right. Um, the player of the game, is it, is, is it Antonio Ruiz or is it Shepard? I'm giving it to Shepard because of the second half, because of how impactful that was. He was the guy that got the engine going when Kentucky really struggled throughout that game. He was the energy spark plug, 14 points, five assists, as we mentioned, should have been about eight or nine if guys would have hit shots. Antonio Reeves got him started, and they don't win the game without him, but they certainly don't win the game without Reed Shepard. So I'm going to give Shepard the slight edge. And I think the other number that you need to add in there is four steals. Yeah, that's right. A lot yes. of those steals were big turnovers that led to easy baskets that got Kentucky's offense rolling. That was one of the so – come of the – a couple of the few times that we were able to get out and run were because of some of those. And he had the dunk. He learned from the first half, go up strong, flush at home. And that was a huge basket because Arkansas had made a little bit of a run at that point. And he goes down and gets that dunk at the other end. So you're Reed Shepard as well? Yeah. All right. Then Reed Shepard is our player of the game. You got the top 25? I up. do. All right. Let's go for it. Well, obviously, Kentucky, 63-57 winners over Arkansas. Um, earlier today, number four, Houston wins 74-52. That team scares me. Yeah. That is a team I do not want to face in the tournament. Um, number 14, Marquette rolls Seton Hall 75-57. Number 23, Iowa State upsets number seven, Kansas 79-75, and they storm the court. I guess at the same time, we we might not have had the greatest week, but Kansas has had a really bad week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, North Carolina holds on. They almost choked that one away. They win 75-68 at Florida State. Uh, number 20, Texas Tech beats number 11, Oklahoma 85-84. And if you followed my pick that I gave out at Covers.com, you took Texas Tech plus three and a half, and you made some money today. Nice. Uh, number 21, BYU 84-72 winners Pope. over Texas. And Texas continues to be the weirdest team that I cannot get a grip on whether they're good or not. But we do know they like to cry about horns down. Don't don't do horns down around Texas. Uh, number ten Illinois beats Indiana seventy to sixty two. Mississippi State upsets number eight Auburn at home sixty four to fifty eight. Duke and the ACC refs beat Clemson number twelve um, criminals. So I'm gonna call them because they stole that game seventy two seventy one over Clemson. That, look that that was an absolute joke, man. I'm this is the one time I will side with Mark Blankenbaker that the ACC refs are, are corrupt. Uh, the game of the day, number 15, Baylor loses at home in triple overtime, 105-102 to TCU. That looked like an extremely fun game. Um, number 18, Utah State goes on the road to Boise State, wins 90-84. Uh, Wyoming upsets number 24, Colorado State, in overtime, 79-76. Number nine, Arizona, 87-78 win on the road at Oregon. Number five, Tennessee struggled a bit with Vanderbilt. They were down five at the half. They win 75-62 as they pull away after halftime. Uh, Richmond upsets number 16, Dayton at home, 69-64. And number 17, Creighton rolls DePaul, 85-62. to It looks like switching head coaches did not matter one little bit. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams got upset, and we didn't tonight. And right now... And what to watch for presented by uh, what to watch for is presented by Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, your go-to liquor store. We have no top twenty-five uh, action going on right now, do we? No, but we've got we got the good game. Rumble. <laughs> well, as I said, we've got the LSU game. The LSU which uh, is a fun the game. LSU game is fantastic right now. Uh, so if you're watching that, LSU and Alabama, the score is. I got to get to the SEC scoreboard because neither one. Alabama 
you know, Oats is obviously just I don't know if it's just they should be ranked, right? But those they're they're pre they're they're non conference got They're gonna be ranked because they just they're gonna be ranked. Yeah, fifty to forty two. Uh, Alabama leads at the half against LSU. Texas A and M twenty four eighteen over Ole Miss, and that is five eighteen left to go in the first half. So that's another low scoring game right there, just like how Texas A and M wants it. And also, what to watch for tomorrow, or what to listen so that, for? Yeah, you can tune in to six eighty one zero five seven, and we'll Ravens. have wall to wall NFL coverage tomorrow afternoon. Go Niners! Let's go, baby! Chiefs and Ravens at three o'clock, and then Lions at forty nine ers or Lions and forty nine ers at six thirty. Let's go Niners. Come on. For a spot in the game that we're not allowed to call by its official name because of the NFL's dumb rules, we'll just call it the big game. So who do we got tomorrow? I mean, I want Lamar to lose just because Monday morning show. It's lost the parlay. Now the refs are corrupt. I think it's going to be Ravens 49ers. (laughs) Uh, See, for me, it's... I don't feel good betting against Okay, so here's the thing. I don't want the Chiefs to win because I don't want to spend... The whole Super Bowl listening to Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift crap. Yeah. Yep. But I also don't yeah, want the Ravens to win though. because then Monday morning show with Diener and Blank yeah. is so much better. Yes. Because then we get to hear Blank complain for four hours on a three-hour on show a three hour about show. the rest. Right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, and how the NFL is we love We love you, all Blank. Scripted. Yeah. We do. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, all, it's all scripted because the colors are already in the logo. Yeah. The Ravens and 49ers colors are already in the logo. That's right. Uh, that logo thing was pretty crazy, actually. But, but see, that means when, when the Ravens lose. Yeah. You get to replay all the things where he said all week it was scripted. That's right. And then um, the Lions, I'm rooting for the Lions. Just got, no offense. No, that's fine. The Lions story is awesome. And it is I know awesome. friends who are lifelong Lions fans yes. who had nothing but misery and heartache. And it would be cool to see them get Honestly, to the Super Bowl. if the Niners were there, I'd be cheering for the Lions hardcore. Yeah. There aren't I mean, too many sports curses left to break. The Red Sox broke theirs. The Cubs broke theirs. Like, the Lions are one of the few that just never win. I'd like to, I, I would like to see them win. But the, uh, I, and I'm, you got to be honest, I'm, I'm nervous about it. But I kind of think whoever wins the AFC Championship is going to win the Super Bowl. I'm, uh, I'm nervous about it from the standpoint that I just don't know how healthy Debo is, and I think Debo is he's playing, he's playing, but but Keith Bogan's played too, yeah, he did, yes, he did. <laughs> and Debo <laughs> is just fair. he's the key to opening up that entire offense, so. Uh, they get a lot easier to defend if Brady doesn't have that. Plus, the Ravens are getting Mark Andrews back. I'm not Brady Purdy. 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 You call the Ravens Andy. are getting Mark Andrews back. Yeah, yeah, which is huge, huge. Yeah, and then the uh, the Lions are down to just one tight end. So right, yeah, and they signed Ertz, and he's not going to play. Not going to play. Correct. I, I just I think uh, honestly I think it's the Ravens to lose. That defense is just yeah. It's so relentless and it's so damn good. As long as they don't beat themselves, I'd love, I don't I'd see love for the Niners to get a second chance at them. And they blew out um, both NFC teams. They blew out the Lions 38-6, and they blew out the 49ers as well. So if the Ravens yeah. get it, it's going to be very hard to imagine them not winning it. Yeah, we'll see. But you can tune in you tomorrow. Could've, you could have said the same thing. If You would have said five weeks ago, you would have said the exact opposite. Probably. Before the Niners played the Ravens, yep. and then you would have said the exact opposite. And then the data changed. So... Thank you, Locke. <laughs> uh, the Royal Rumble again is going on right now. The, the Women's Royal Rumble, if anyone cares. I don't know. Do, I can't remember. I know we've had, we've had this conversation. I watched wrestling in, in the 90s and early 2000s, then I went to college. This is more of my point that Peacock might be the most valuable, like the most bang for your buck value for the streaming services. Cause, well, I mean, I have it for Premier League, so. Yeah. You know. But for 60 bucks for the year. 
if you pay for the whole year. Well, if you're if you're smart, you get it for the, you wait till Christmas time. You get the thirty dollar. You just change your email address each time. And there you go. You, know. you get the thirty dollar for a year. But you get all the wrestling pay per views. I mean, you get WrestleMania, you get all that stuff. You get the Premier League soccer. You get they got good uh, you got big, old shows. Yeah. You, you get movies on there. You get suits, which yeah. I know a lot of people have watched. Yeah. And you yeah. don't have to pay twenty dollars a month for Netflix. Well, you get all the NBC now, shows. You get Saturday Night Live classics. Now you're getting the Big Ten for basketball. Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame. And now the NFL playoffs are going to be on Peacock. Apparently, there they're you probably going to do that one game a year on that. Uh, it's a good value, but they're they're. For live sports, they kind of suck because they're like a minute and a half behind. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? I've yeah. never had a problem with them as far as I've never had like blurred. I don't bet live a whole like lot, that. so. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even that. It's just the fact that things get ruined because you get alerts or you see things on Twitter. And it's like, oh, well, okay, well, there's a goal coming in a minute and a half. Jameer Nelson Jr. had 30 points in that one. Okay, ma- yeah, now I feel old. God. Jameer Nelson Jr. Jameer Nelson. No- you know what makes me actually feel old? Frank Gore Jr. is going to get drafted next year. <laughs> that, that would No, Devin Hester Devin Jr. Hester. getting signing on yeah. uh, signing day was what was like, all right, oh, it's, no, no, it's officially that, over. Give me AARP membership. No, the, the worst is Drake Kirkpatrick Jr. No, Devin Hester like, Jr. still makes Drake me feel Kirkpatrick way older. got done playing at Alabama in 2010, and he's got a kid about to go there in 2025. How's that possible? All right. <laughs> We will be back Wednesday night. It's going to be a late one. Uh, Cats against the Gators. Uh, Hopefully they can get that. Get that dub. Go Cats. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.